All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming in Hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. What a game last night by Dylan Ferguson. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Brent Wallace with Jason York in the middle, Bobby Ryan on the right wing, uh, as usual. Uh, Boys, (laughs) welcome to the show. Nice to see you, as always. Good to be back, boys. I, I heard you guys did great without me, though. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, Wally, you know, Wally actually, one of, the com- one of the comments, it says, although Brent and Yorkie always hold down the fort. So uh, Eric seems to know wow. what's going on with our show. That, yeah. But hey, <laughs> wow. there's always room for improvement, Bobby. Maybe. You listen, gotta... I took your advice, by the <laughs> I t- I'm, I'm, I I'm getting this advice. thing. <laughs> for what? And I, uh, the last two days, I've had the pre-show tubs, so I think uh, I think I'm ready to go. You feeling loose? Again. Yesterday was a great show. Yeah, today yeah. today is going to be another one. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Got to stretch the hammies pre-show. I love I love uh, that fur. I, am actually... that, I love that I love that fur coat on your chest and that picture of you in the hot tub. Just it's just a big <laughs> big bearskin rug, eh, Wally? You should go. I love it. Go, uh, yeah, I don't like tarp off for the show. Yeah, you should go tear off. I don't let everybody see there that. There it is. <laughs> that is a real picture, by the way. That is Wally's chest. <laughs> I'm going to put the Sens logo oh, in yes. my chest hair. <laughs> Double fisted. Uh, as always, this show brought to you by Botano. Go to botano.ca. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to get right to it. 
I don't think there's any time, any point waiting. Everybody's aware. Dylan Ferguson uh, made his first NHL start, first appearance since 2017 when he was a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. That was only a nine minute and 14 second foray to relieve in relief, allowed one goal on two shots. This a completely different story. And I just want to point out, Bobby, because you missed the show yesterday, how right I was when I said they shouldn't start him in Boston, but rather tonight in Pittsburgh. And Yorkie was adamant I was wrong. Um, turns out I was right, and I picked the winner as well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got to side with you on that one because no, nobody should have to start their first game in a long period of time in Boston with the way the bees are playing. So I would have, I would have right. sided with you on that one, York, um, Wally, and and Yorkie would have had to kick rocks on that one. I'm sorry, man. I'm not starting any young goalie in Boston. <laughs> Good luck. My 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 point was that Pittsburgh was going to play really really hard, and I said they were going to come and throw the kitchen sink at Ottawa, and that's exactly what they did. But Old yeah. Fergal Sharky there, he friggin' uh, what? Uh, oh God! Did, did you see the game, Bobby? Did you get a chance to see any of the game? No, unfortunately, I didn't. No, I I just told Wally it before was, the show started how mad I was. I was like, I first sends game, I'm mad I missed. <laughs> no, <laughs> it offense. was something. It was something. Yeah, well, the kid it's, was. I'm so pissed. I I got it on DVR. I might watch it today. Mm. What do you got, Wally? Were well, you going to comment uh, more, Yorkie, on the game? Oh, are we going to is that? Well, I don't know what else there is to say. That <laughs> Fergie stopped 48. He had 48 saves. The one thing I will say on the game last night, though, although there was a high volume of shots, there was a lot of one and dones. Pittsburgh didn't uh. get a lot of secondary rebound chances on, on Ferguson, and, and that was a trend through it. They, they'd get a, a really good chance. And he'd make the save, which, uh, uh, but they never got that second opportunity. So I, I thought Ottawa's defense did a really good job. I can't believe I'm saying that because they did allow 48 shots, but not allowing the secondary opportunities. And Ferguson, you know, his rebound control was pretty good. So um, I, I, and Ottawa had some looks too, as, as slanted as the shot clock was. They had a, a lot of really good opportunities, and I think they had to cut the post a couple times. So. I didn't find the game as lopsided as the shot clock, except that one shift. You should have seen this, Bobby. Pittsburgh had Ottawa pinned in their own zone for, what was it, Wally? Four minutes and change? I think Zub had a four-minute shift, well, and so did so did yeah, Sanderson. So Ar- they, they, couldn't, they couldn't get out of their own zone. Ar- Artem Zub went 436, and Jake Sanderson was 357. I can't even fathom that. Like, And it, it wasn't. You know, when they talk about power play time and stuff, that was a hard four and a half mm-hmm. minute shift. Crosby <laughs> came on the ice. Three, Crosby came on the Crosby came on the ice three times, Bobby. He changed oh three God. times within four minutes and kept coming back. Was, I gotta uh, find like, the shift and watch it. Were they at the oh, end of it? Were they just period. standing in front of the net? You know, we're like, like you know, I go to one corner, you stay right here, and then we tag team this, and we go to the other. Like, I, I gotta find the shift and just were they bent over and, and at any point, or were I'll they say, just yeah. standing in the middle I'll of the say, ice? I don't, I don't know if Sanderson gets tired. <laughs> he just, yeah, he's such a good skater. He and they ice the puck a couple times, and with the hurry up icing, they didn't get much of a break. I was actually surprised they didn't call a timeout at that time, but hey, it, it worked out. Yes. Um, but they they just they protected the middle. They kind of collapsed, and they didn't really give a lot during the four and a half minutes. Maybe had two really good scoring opportunities, but it's the longest I've seen 
a team pinned down in a long time. It was uh, it was something to see. Yeah. So you're going to have to remind me here. Um, I don't know if, if story time's on Thursday, but I have a story and I want Wally to remind me um, to tell the the Clark MacArthur in San Jose story uh, on Thursday. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a good one. We can do it at the end of today's show. There's no there's no set time for story time. It's when you want to tell okay. the story. We just I like we that. just right. roll in the graphic. All right, perfect. Uh, I get paid three cents every time we play the graphic, so that's why it's anytime you. <laughs> I <win>. love it. <laughs> uh, all right, so back to Dylan Ferguson. One, it was a record-setting performance. Like not only was it he snaps the sense losing streak, but the guy makes forty-eight saves, which is the most uh, in the actually it's one off the most saves in your first career start, but it's in its second, I think. Uh, by the way, do you like Iceberg? Can we use that nickname? Ooh, I like that. No. Yeah. I, like, uh, I still <laughs> no. like Turd Ferguson. I, I still like I still like Turd Ferguson. That's that's because you're ninety. That's a great <laughs> skit. It's Norm McDonald. It's one of the best Saturday Night okay. Live well, skits of all time. It's not very fitting though. You don't uh, want to. By the way, if you turd, but... if you didn't, <laughs> well, that's why I can't get to it. I can't. I never met the guy. He seems really nice, but I can't call him turd I just know. yet. So I can't use turd Ferguson. I like iceberg. iceberg. Uh, by the way, iceberg. Kevin Mandelise is, is also on that list of uh, top saves in your first career start. And that led to uh, most saves in your first career win. By the way, uh, he was just behind. Uh, Andre Trefilov was the name I got to dig up the other day. Um, wow. And I, I think Bob Janicek was another guy. But anyway, uh, Andre Trefilov had 52 saves in his first win in his first start, I think it was. Uh, and Ferguson had 48. Oh, I sent the – I didn't get the update to Alex. The, bar, the board's wrong because it should say 48, not 28 for Bob Janicek. Uh, anyway, okay. uh, I just – if you watch the game, he was just really calm. He didn't mm – -hmm. for a guy that's facing Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh where Ottawa hasn't won in an 11 – or I guess in 11 straight games, he looked really good. He he was one of those, I don't really give a shit. I'm just going to go play the game. It could be anybody at this moment. That's what I got from him. Yeah, he he looked, yeah, he looked incredibly calm for a guy that was thrust in to a position that he shouldn't have looked calm in. And maybe it just happened so quickly. It's basically, you're coming in, you're introducing yourself to your new teammates you still got the blue pads on. You don't even have the Sens colors on. Well, maybe it's a good thing. You don't really have time to think about the situation you're in. And then after the game, I loved it. Um, I stayed up, watched some of the highlights after, and they showed a clip of DJ coming into the room, and I could tell in the look of his eyes, he's like, Ferg, <laughs> you want this for us? <laughs> he comes in, and they gave him the glasses, those funny glasses they put. It was a great scene, but... You could genuinely see that all the players on that team were incredibly happy for him. It's, the kid's had quite the journey. Like, he's had quite the journey. Yeah, East yes. Coast League. He's barely played any games the last two years, 13 games. I was looking at his stats, and and yeah, yep. there's the blue pads right there. Yeah. But it's, Still got the Marley it's pads. Yep. Yeah, it's such a, gr it's such a great story. I, I love seeing things like this, being a seventh-round draft pick. Like, it's, it's always tougher when you're a guy that has to do it the hard way and hey it's one game who knows what's going to happen but but for now it's an awesome story and it's uh, it's one of those feel good moments in the nhl yeah
Uh, but yeah, you guys it, tell me. So, like, and Bobby, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm just going to say, you tell me good. because you're in the room. You're, you've just met a guy for a couple of days. But when I watched the video of Brady giving him the game puck, and uh, I think it's Patrick Brown giving him the goggles, there's a general, genuine sense that they actually like this guy. And I know they don't, haven't had a lot of time. But yeah. have you been in rooms where there isn't always that kind of feeling, but you, you could sense it with this? I, I guess I've been in rooms where guys have come in immediately and you're like, he's not just going to, he's just not going to fit the group. Um, but you never want to assess that quickly, right? You, you want to give a guy time. Cause you're like, maybe the first impression he's standoffish because he's not used to anybody in the room. It's a big change, right? Um, for those guys. And it's a hard, you're meeting everybody, just shaking hands, getting going. And, and you don't really have a lot of time to assimilate into what your group will be within the group. Um, so I, I've seen it the other way, but, um, I did, I, I did get to see the clip of the goggles and things. And, um, I, I just, I, and this is what you get when you're a team that's on the outside looking in or just trying to get into the playoffs or whatever it might be. You get these cool stories of guys that are coming up and then injuries and, you know, the, the goaltending injury string is just incredible in Ottawa this year, but you get guys that come in and, um, the odds are stacked against them based on what they've gone through the last couple of years. Um, and to see them perform, whether you like the guy or not, there's a general excitement within the room. So, uh, it, it seems like he's I, it's so early it seems like he's fit in quick quite nicely yep. with them um and it, it's not a hard group to fit in with you just like they look like that room has something in their core and their group of guys that makes it very easy to come into and, and be part of pretty quickly um so that's my i mean that's an outside assessment i don't know much but i i have a feeling that brady and his group of guys run a pretty good room and it's very easy to walk into and be part of yeah, I, Bobby, I get the exact same impression. And the other thing, we, we talked about this before on the show. The NHL season is so long. There's so many ups and downs. And when a new guy steps in like this that nobody knows, but everybody knows the story, it kind of energizes the room because it's somebody new. Yeah. It's 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 just different. It's And, and I know with uh, the other two goalies that came in there. And, and look what happened when those two guys first came in. They were playing really well, and, and, and they were just riding that emotion of that extra energy that's in the dressing room. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it goes stale, and then this kid comes in, and the energy is boosted up because they, they were searching for answers. They were looking for anything. And looking back, Wally, like putting him in for a game like that, it – you know, that, that kid was on a mission last night. He was on an absolute mission because you get to a point in your career where it's, am I ever going to get an opportunity like this again in my life where I'm with a team yep. that absolutely needs a goaltender right now to get them a win? And for the future, there's no real clear defined path for what the Ottawa Senators goaltending situation is going to look like, right? So this is a, you're not going to get a better opportunity and, and, and good for Ferguson for, Hey, he went out and did it. So, so many guys complain they don't get a chance, don't get a chance. He got his chance. He made the most of his opportunity. And uh, I can't wait to see him play again. I can't wait to see what the encore is. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he keeps it up. Because what, what a story this would be, eh? Uh, the the Hamburglar yeah. and now you got this kid. It's like Ottawa just keeps giving these opportunities to kids. And we'll see what happens. Um. Okay, so one of the reasons I think he gets the we really like you on the team is because he snapped the losing streak in Pittsburgh where there's guys on that team that yeah. haven't won in their career in Pittsburgh. Yeah. If he had gotten shelled for five goals, would we all be in love with Dylan Ferguson at the moment? 
<laughs> no, <laughs> no, we'd be like, who's the, <laughs> get out of here. Who's the seventh string goalie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'd be going the e-bugs. <laughs> Bring in the e-bugs. <laughs> That's a, yeah. It's easy to start liking a guy when he gets you the win, right? I don't know. I don't know how much yeah, Sogard exactly, likes exactly. him. Right. I don't know how much Sogard likes him right now. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm the goalie of the future here. <laughs> but it's it's just it's just one day though. We'll see. So what happens tonight? Is there any question that Mad Sogard Fuck. gets to start in Boston? <laughs> Fuck. Who knows? Like we should have been smart enough. To, we should have been smart know. enough to figure out that with when when uh, Ferguson's family and everyone was coming, like he knew a day before. Like everybody should have known he was. No, starting. they didn't. They can't believe they couldn't get his parents there in time. Well, he had people there. I think it's just girlfriend his girlfriend and like, his were, mental strength coach. Yeah, so there were people in the building, and he he was told the day before that he was playing, and we should have we should have. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but anyhow. Um, would you play him, Bobby? It's back-to-backs. Well, he hasn't played very much, so he's <laughs> yeah, he's tired yeah. from last night, but I don't know. No, I I wouldn't though. I would just because of the letdown that can come from something like this emotionally for a player and waking up today more tired than he thought he would be, I would I would flip it yep. to Sogard um if if I'm the coaches and I can only tell you this. I remember everybody talks about the hat trick game. Um that, that I came back to. I remember getting back to the rink the next day and then getting through that practice. My next game was, I think it was against Detroit, but I remember I was still emotionally wrung out from that game two days later and I played terrible the next night. So, um, you know, the the high of coming off of that and then the low that's going to follow, I just don't think there's there's too much, it's too quick of a turnaround to go right back to him. Or maybe he's still in it, but I, I just don't, I don't like it. I would I would flip it to Sogard and then let, come back with Ferguson the next game. Give him time, well, to, give him time to come off of that. His phone probably blew up last night. He's probably been answering and the energy of everybody and his family and his parents and his friends, everybody. It's like, it was a national story last night. So yeah, it's a, it's a great point. It would, uh, yeah, I, it's, there's, there's gotta be a letdown, right? It has to be. Yeah. 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 Oh, there, for there sure. And you're also, you're, you're going into Boston. Like, let's not, let's not forget where they're about to, play the next game Ottawa's played them well though Ottawa Ottawa's got their Ottawa's it, Ottawa's got their number sure you yes fair enough you think that's going to happen again I I honestly I have no idea what this team's going to do who knows you think they're going to do one thing <laughs> something happens the fifth the fifth string goalie just made 48 saves last night I don't what are they going to do for an encore Timmy, yeah, go into Boston and whack them when Timmy Stew's got a five banger tonight. Not a chance. (laughs) Not a chance. (laughs) Now, Bobby, I'd like to point out in your Detroit game that you came back to play uh, February the 29th uh, at home. It was an overtime win, shootout win by the Ottawa Senators. You played 20 minutes. You were just a minus one. You had four shots on goal. You played pretty well. You also yeah. missed your shootout shot. Yeah, I do. I remember though. I remember feeling that game. I was like, I have the energy yeah. just zapped. Um, yeah, and I just yeah, and I was a minus one, the the best stat in hockey. <laughs> but to be fair to us, we to be fair to us, everybody was racking up minuses at that point in Sens history. So if you get out yep. of the game minus one, yep. you were like, yeah, yeah, not bad. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, if you were, uh, what would you do? What would you do if you were feeling? Like I had a routine I always did. What would you do if you're like, oh man, I'm exhausted? Like, would you have like an extra coffee or 
do something different? Like, what'd you do to try and wake yourself yeah, I up? Would, I would try to, yeah, throw down an extra espresso right before, right? Like I always had my espresso. I would come off the ice for warmups and go right to the espresso machine and have a double. But if it was a bad night, triple. Um, and if I didn't, I had no problem burying a triple espresso at 7.30. And then uh, I would, you could usually tell how your legs felt when you started your warmup, like if they were heavy or whatever. Um, I, I was always a bike guy. I played a little soccer and then I kind of went through my routine, but I, I was always a bike guy and I would, I would just extend the bike ride five or six extra minutes to try to get to, like to flush, I guess would be the way to put it or to get an extra sprint or two in, um, work sometimes, but most of the time when your legs feel heavy, you know, Yorkie, you're just, you're like, all right, it's one of those nights you just got to find a way. Yeah. I was a, I was a cold shower guy. If I was, if I wasn't feeling it, I would sprint off the, the ice for arm up get right in the shower and cold water wake the hell up you mother you, you better make and i talk to myself you get yourself going cold oh, yeah. shower maybe throw us maybe throw an extra suit of fed down and then yeah. if i was if i really wasn't feeling it i went to the i'd, I'd just get a mountain dew or a coke and then just oh, okay yeah to wake up there was it's uh, amazing there was it's amazing how people don't understand the internal dialogue that goes on for players before a game oh. Like that, that we could do hey, a whole show on that, but man, the internal dialogue when you don't feel good or when you know it's a big game or when you're, even when you're hot, trying to stay hot, like the things that you go through mentally to prepare are just, they're mind boggling, aren't they? <laughs> like, you're like, how did my mind get with, to this place? Yeah. I played with a guy because what happens is you start doing stuff and then you start believing you have to keep doing that stuff in order to keep playing this well. I had a, one of my teammates in Anaheim, it got to the point. Where he had friggin' coffee in his water. He had coffee in his water bottle on the bench, like real coffee on the bench. <laughs> Between that's periods. Not, yeah, that's next like, level. That's next level, right? And then Mountain Dew has the highest level of caffeine, especially American Mountain Dew. That's why they say do the do. He'd have Mountain Dew between periods. Like, and then no wonder guys can't sleep when they get home. They're like, ah, there's just so much caffeine going through their body. Oh and yeah, that's, uh, yeah it well, takes that's, time. That's a whole other. That's a whole other story we can get into about uh, the other parts of the game. Yeah. But well, no need <laughs> yeah, for today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the one thing I want to just quickly ask about that because there's uh, who is it that drinks pop on the bench? It's not Phil Kessel, is it? I thought Someone it was Ovi. Has, like a diet coke on the bench. Maybe it's Ovi. So I thought it was. Uh, we're trained, or at least yeah, no, I th you're you're right. I believe is uh, that soft drinks are bad and high performance athletes wouldn't really consume those kinds of sugary drinks. I think it's a lot more common in, in dressing rooms than perhaps we're led on to believe. Like, is there a lot more consumption of pop soft drinks in locker rooms? I think it depends on the locker room. Like I, I know that in Anaheim um, at one point they were taken away from us and then, you know, guys would kind of just go oh. to the trainer's room and have, we would have them in their fridge for like lunches after practices or things like that. But no, I, no, I, I, I don't think there's more than we're led to believe by any means. I do think that certain play, like, like I grew up, I'm from Jersey, right? I'm from the East coast. It, it, we always drank soda growing up. Um, and then down here in the South, nobody drinks it. So it's just different, um, based on where you're yeah. like, it's the first thing I reach for after a game is like a diet Coke, like almost religiously. I still feel that way after a hard workout, I'm like, give me a diet Coke and let me get on the couch. But a lot of guys didn't grow up with it. So I think it's just a matter of where you come from, not so much locker room to locker room, but a lot of locker rooms have taken them away. Like they, a lot of teams have taken away alcohol on planes, sodas on planes, yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's just different. 
I'm really, really thirsty. Uh, we will be first getting back to I'd talking about to... hockey in a sec. Hey, first thing <laughs> to quench my thirst is a delicious Diet Coke. Like Diet Coke, yep. that must go down like sandpaper when like you're super thirsty. It's so funny too. I would only have like two sips. It was like the first two sips of carbonation and and the taste of it. And then I would I would actually throw half a can away most of the time. But it was like I needed two big sips of a Diet Coke. I don't know what it was, man. It was <laughs> my go-to. Awesome. My go-to. They used to really? put protein shakes in our stall, and I'm like, Schwartzy, don't do that, man. <laughs> don't waste the powder. <laughs> yeah, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, don't do I can it. remember being in, oh, I forget the rooms, but you come into some of the rooms, and there's a cart tray full of protein shakes that they've made up ready after practice or whatever. Uh, and so I don't remember seeing them as much in Ottawa, but occasionally you guys would have empty water bottles filled with, it's probably electrolytes in it or something. I think it was... It might even been biosteel back in the time. Um, so Schwartzy yeah. wasn't, was Schwartzy a big protein guy? He was a big milk guy, Schwar if I'm not mistaken. Well, Schwartz, yeah, he was, yeah. Um, but Schwartzy and Rob he Moulin, did a commercial uh, for them. Did he really? Yeah, well, th those guys now, though, yeah. um, my last couple of years would fill a water bottle with protein. Um, and and then they would number it because guys did like different things, but they would make them every game in the third period and then put them in your stall. Um, so there wasn't a cart, but every single guy just about had something, whether it was that or a bio steel, but yeah, they took pretty good care of the boys. Okay. Good. And I had a diet. Uh, Coke. we will get, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so good to see all those. And then one diet Coke, a little <laughs> shot of lemon on the side. Uh, right. all right. Uh, <laughs> Before we get on to the actual Ottawa Senator games, uh, time for always, uh, everybody's favorite, Sponsor Reads. Brought to you by the sponsors. Uh, we'll start with Botano, and then um, Bobby will go. You can have BEI again, because that's your favorite, and the fans enjoy you reading about BEI. Uh, All right. So as always, this show is proudly presented by Botano. Go to botano.ca. Download the app. It's an easy sign up, by the way. Uh, you can also uh, get cash back or they have an equivalent if you sign up, up to $500. Uh, use the app uh, and enjoy the amazing sports world um, using Botano. Hundreds of betting options for events, same game parlays, bet builder, live in-game betting, uh, and the most competitive odds in the market. In fact, we're going to get into a couple of these, uh, I guess they're called uh, super odds, about the sense game and what... Uh, what you guys think of a couple of the ones they've got going on when we get to lock of the day, which is coming up in a bit. That's Botano. Go to Botano.ca. The game starts now. Thought we would switch right into the other one. No. <laughs> but I guess, I guess not. <laughs> hey! As always, this show is brought to you by our friends at BEI Bonisher Excavating, heavy civil general contractors helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. When planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs. Nailed it. The website, BonisherExcavating.com, or you can also find them or dial them up at 613-432-1120. Um, as always, they're, they're hiring across the board in just about any, any capacity that you're looking for. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. And as always, they also have... Is it free hockey Friday or they have hockey Friday? They have something. <laughs> Drop in and play play some hockey with them. <laughs> I think you got to work there. Yeah. I think you have to get hired. <laughs> the, why, why are you always plugging it? I thought it was like a free pickup game. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's part of their great HR department where you get to, if you, if you get hired there, you can go play hockey on Friday. Yeah. So I'm going to remember that for the They play time. hockey. I'm also, taking notes. remind people, slow down and can, Slow down in construction zones. Mm -hmm. uh, Renfrew Pro, Alex. 
Is that you, Yorkie? Renfrew Pro. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Well, thanks to Renfrew Pro Tape, uh, best tape in the business, as everybody knows. Uh, you can have their Instagram, which uh, I, I got to start doing Instagram, fellows. That's where it's at these days. Renfrew Pro. That's where you can find them on Instagram. Uh, their website, renfrewpro.com. And Fridays is free tape Fridays. Uh, they always hold our show together, and they're the one, you know, because they have the green core. Renfrew Pro. Available all major retailers, including Pro Hockey Life, Canadian Tire, Sport Check. Are they sponsoring the show? Are those guys sponsoring our show? No, but if you help to buy more tape when you go to these places, we get a million dollars if we can sell a hundred million dollars of tape. (laughs) That's it? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. One million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a billion, then I think we can retire. But yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we're moving on. Uh, I would Drake Batherson. If you didn't hear his comments, it came out today. He he admitted finally, which was good for him to say, "Hey, look, my ankle's finally starting to feel better." They said it was going to take a year. It now has been a year, roughly. Uh, It's been hurting basically after every game. Uh, I'm now starting to get a little more comfortable, and you can see it in his play. I think I. Uh, and you guys know high ankle sprains are arguably the worst injury to have as a hockey player. Um, and he's he's coming around. You can see, like, we've been all over him, right, for perhaps his, his not his strong D play or his plus minus and all that stuff. But good for Drake to admit it because you could tell he just wasn't right. Go ahead, Yorkie. I'll let you go first on this one. I, I, I feel bad. Yeah, I, I missed the I, last I, game and um, – I, yeah, I, I thought he skated I, I, better lately, though. Yeah, I feel quite the contrary. Like, I I am a big Drake Batherson fan in how he plays the game. Um, I, I Sure, he's been had some issues defensively this year. The plus-minus hasn't been great. But this is what, for example, I'll give you the in, in my, and I don't want to talk about Alex Dabrinkit here, but I will. When you compare players. <laughs> you know what I'm going to make is a what, graphic. Every time you talk about Alex Dabrinkit, I'm going to post a graphic of Yorkie's Dabrinkit take. So here's the thing, and, and, and a perfect example <laughs> was how Drake, Drake Batherson scored that w- winning goal last night. When you get to this time of year, and Bobby knows this as good as anyone, Bobby is a big guy, and Bobby could play inside the dots. Drake can get inside the dots, and that's where that goal last night you won't see Alex Dabrinkit scoring a lot of goals like that. He's more of a one-timer, more of the outside, great shot, super skilled. But Drake has the ability to get to the inside of the ice. And I think when Ottawa does eventually get to the playoffs, he's going to be really good because he can hold pucks. He can hold guys off. Mm. And you hear you hear DJ Smith talking about this all the time. We want to hang on to pucks in the offensive zone. Drake can do that because he's long, he's got a really long stick, and he's strong enough and a good enough skier to hold guys off. He can do it. Brady Kachuk can do it. Tim Stutzler can do it. You see Claude do it. But they can accept contact. And in today's NHL, you have to be able to accept contact in the offensive zone. You can't fly in, fly out, and hope you get the puck. No, you got to go in there, body, protect. and And by doing that, you give everybody else an extra second to get open. And Bobby knows about the soft spots in the offensive zone. And that's, to me, that's what makes guys like 
Brady Kachuk so valuable. And Drake, Drake can get inside the dots. And come playoff time, that's where you win hockey games. And that's why you're seeing him. Uh, he mentioned now that he's more healthy. But this time of year is a time when guys like that are even better players because you got to work a little harder for that little extra inch of ice. And that's, you know, with his contract, with his skill set, for what he brings to the table, he's a very valuable player for this team. And I know people are all over him defensively. He's going to get better at that. I, I see him being a very good player for this team for years to come. I do too. He's, he's such an easy He's such an easy, I don't want to say target, but a topic of conversation for people this year because of the minus. Um, mm. And I get that, and I I understand that that's a focal point. But listen, this is 4.7. He's he's making less than $5 million when you have a plethora yep. of guys making seven and eight. Um, he's got 21, 34, and 55. Like what? I don't know that we've we've really put into context the year that he's had quietly while taking all this on, while being hurt, and while having something that's off the ice, probably weighing on him way more than any of us know. And I don't want to talk about that even a little bit, but I'm just saying there's a lot of different things that could really, really be weighing on Drake this year. And he's put together another 20-goal season, a 50-point season. He's going to be north of 60. Um, I, I just think that we've we've kind of, you know, we've kind of picked on him a little bit because he's been the easy subject, but some other guys having some career years. He's also... For me, he's also the first guy moved off of those lines. He's also the first guy moved, you know, to different areas. There's been less consistency for him all year than other players. Um, and, and I think he's handled it all really well. And I think he's put together a quietly nice season at, at the $5 million mark um, when you have some guys making eight and whatever. And, and you know, a guy making nine that's one point ahead of you and one assist ahead of you. Um, that's That's had some more looks for me. So... Um, you know, I'm going to stop giving him shit. He's got too many, he's got too many minuses. That's for sure. But at the same time, I think he's coming out of it. I think he's going to get himself. I I hope he has a strong finish and then he's a big part of what they're doing next year, which he should be. Well, you look at Wally, you look at their, you look at the forwards on the Ottawa senators. I'll put you on the spot here, Wally order of importance. When you look at the senators and their forwards, you kind of say Stutzla and Brady kind of one, a one B. And then after that, looking forecasting into the next season, you got to say Josh Norris is probably your next most important player. He's a center iceman. Uh, You've committed to him long-term. Probably after that, Claude Giroux. Probably Claude Giroux, the season he's had, everything he's done. Obviously, for what he's done this year, has been amazing. Um, So his importance Mm -hmm. would be higher. But after that, I'm, I'm, I'm going Drake Batherson for his importance, what his contracts at, what he brings to the table. And then there you go. You're at, you're at the fifth most important forward and you want to give him 9 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're at six. Like, it, all, it all comes like, back to that guy. Like, so like, <laughs> like that's, and, and that's, and that's no disrespect to the player. He's a really good player. And, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Like when you look at what the senators have, they have so much talent up front. And I haven't even talked about where Pinto is going to forecast to be being a center iceman and the year he's had. And some of the other guys come, they're just, they've got such a, such, such an overload of high end talent. I really think moving forward, 
they need to bring in some responsible two-way forwards that have some have some uh, experience in the league that have skill and that can play really hard, like hard guys to play against. That's what well, I would be um, looking for. Uh, I like that. I, I like what you just said. And my question to you guys is, do the Sens still own Alex Formanton's rights? Or is he now a free agent yes. because he didn't get signed? Yes. They do. No. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. Okay. He's, I, that's my question. I, as, I don't know. Uh, because they qualified him, uh, they, they own his, his NHL rights. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's so he it's, could, I mean, here's yeah. a here, you know, here's a guy that you, I mean, you got waiting in the wings. That's proven to be exactly what Yorkie just said. And I don't know what the, I don't yeah. know what the fallout of is with all the contract stuff and how the the relationship's probably very soured, is my guess at this point. Um, but to me, that's a guy you're looking at. Like that's exactly what you're looking at. What is this team missing on its bottom six? And there's there's your guy. Right. I just don't know. I, yeah. it, it'd be very, very um, hard for us to comment on the situation. But at the same time, he's, you know, yep. if he comes back from overseas and you think, here's our guy, you, do you come to an understanding with him over the summer that, hey, we're in a position to pay you exactly what we want to pay you. Take this or leave it. Um, you hope that he takes it. Uh, cor correct. I just... I don't know. I, I, it's obviously going to come out to the whatever the investigation brings up and says i yeah i just don't know that alex formington plays another game for the ottawa senators yeah it's it's yeah, it's, I don't know it's it's too bad it's too bad I, I do like matthew joseph as a player and i'll go back to it like nick paul is exactly what they need i know he's <laughs> do it. he's not scoring as, he's not scoring as much now but man like just like, he doesn't and, have and, to and and great value great value on that i know it's a long long contract um, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see them. I would like to see them make some kind of move at the draft where you bring in a guy, another forward that's making around 5 million. And, and I looked through the list. Wally and I were going through the list, Bobby. There's a lot, there's a lot of interesting names out there on teams that yeah. are going to make okay, time changes. Out. Let's do that Thursday. Are we going to okay. save that? All right. Yeah. We've been trying to get to it for a couple shows. Uh, Thursday, we will do it. Okay, send Does me that. that I mean, did you teaser, guys did you teaser. guys actually make a list? I'd like to see it. Or Yorkie uh, has somebody in mind. Yeah, I got two Ooh, in mind. Uh, All right, send okay. me the names so I can look up some stuff on them. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll chat it I up got, Thursday. I just want to. Okay. While we're talking, <laughs> yeah, about you'll forwards. let me know two minutes before the show. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read the nerd report anyway. I read it. I read it today as I was being driven home from the oh. place I was going. So yeah, yeah. I read it. Um, I scanned it actually. Way, I, I can't say I read it. <laughs> I will take opening it as a win. By the way, um, we Shane Pinto has 18 goals quietly as a mass 18 goals. Right? If he's a 20 goal scorer, we talk about what a great season he's had. He quietly just kind of flies under the radar a bit because of let's say Drake Batherson and, and Alex Dabrinkit and the way Claude Giroux has played and obviously Tim Stutzla, but just a little props to Shane Pinto for putting up 18 goals at this point. Also, uh, as we talk about Drake Batherson, minus 35. All right. Alex Dabrinkit is minus 27. Nobody talks about Alex Dabrinkit's plus minus. So which guy kind of who has one less point would you pay $4 million more to, right? Like, 
and I understand it becomes the money thing. I would like to have Alex to bring it on my team, but not at nine million probably. Yeah, it, me too. If you had the choice between two guys at five million, I'll put it this way: if you could choose between Drake Batherson and Alex to bring it at five million dollars each, who do you pick? I'm taking the brain. Uh, I'm taking Batherson all day. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I am too. I, I am too for the reasons I stated before. I yep. see Ottawa as yep. a team that's going to be really good in two years. And when you get into tight hockey games where you got to get inside the dots, one player plays inside the dots, one player plays outside the dots. And it's, it's, I've seen enough. Like, Dabrinkit is unbelievable on the power play. He is, he is, he's yeah. one of the best I've seen in the league. He's so good on that flank. He's exceptional at three on three. He's exceptional at carrying the puck through the neutral zone on power play entries. But those three things, I know the power plays are important in the playoffs, but time and space really gets limited in the playoffs. And that's, yeah, I don't know, we can, I thought we weren't going to get into this today, Wally. I thought we were leaving this to Thursday. No, I know. I just, well, I, I'm moving on. I just wanted to ask you one simple question. <laughs> okay. I'm taking bath for Okay. That's fine. That's all I wanted. And, uh, and uh, to talk about that, uh, just to, and you, and yeah, do, I agree with you on Pinto. He's had a great year. The kid's a rookie. Like he's a rookie that's been playing second yeah. line center. He's had an, he's had an excellent year for where he is. Like 18 goals as a rookie, second line center. Like, come on. It's yeah. been a really good year for him. Well, and he's not even second line at the right? Well, Ridley Gar yeah. Greg is kind of in that spot. For now. 
but I think Pinto slots in on a playoff team as your third line center all day. And of course, we're I mean, they have Josh Norris, who should be back next year, and Tim yeah. Stutzel. It's not like he's going to move up, but but on a third line team that's really competitive, that's a pretty good spot for him. Anyway, um, we're going to go to lock of the day, and then we're going to get to story time on Clark MacArthur. Uh, so I because I don't want to miss it because all the fans who have joined us are waiting to find out about story time with Clark. Uh, and this will lead us into talking about the Bruins and the game tonight. So lock of the day, uh, before we get to it, like the Bruins, um, are first in the penalty kill are 14 and three in their last 17 games. They've got two shutouts in their last three games. They're really good. I, I, have we seen a team and even the, I don't even think of the Tampa Bay lightning who won 62 games as being this good. Am I wrong? No, I don't think, no. I mean, no, I didn't. I don't, Yorkie, did you? No, I, I, I didn't see it. Yeah. I, I didn't even know where their starting goalie was going to be. <laughs> they have mm-hmm. two of the best goalies in the league. Right? Yes. Yes. People are like, oh, who's Jeremy Old. Swayman? Like that. I do think, though, Wally, I do think I, I when you have this good of a regular season and you get to the playoffs – Man, there's a lot of pressure on them, and it's almost like the only way you can go. It's very rare that a team does this well, has a great playoff. Like they, yeah, yeah, man, that let you down, get yeah. they, you get the I Islanders know, in I the know, first but... round. The Islanders, the Islanders are going to be a really tough team to play against in the first round. Really tough. I agree. I do. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But I mean, they're. I'm. I'm I You're going to have to I prove it to the, me I love first. The, I love their makeup. I think they're going to be a. I think they're going to be the team that comes out of the East. That's just me, though. Yeah. But we'll we'll do that in a couple I, weeks when we're getting ready. Yeah, but give me, I, I'm, I can't find a hole in their game at the moment. Maybe their power play yeah. isn't top five. Other than that, I don't know yeah. what else they need to do. They're old. I mean, like, yeah, dude, I mean, they're old. Yeah, they are. They're. That's they the are. only thing. That's <laughs> a couple. Of, that's the only thing. Right? Graybeards. Yeah, but when when I don't play hockey anymore, like these guys are old. <laughs> I actually I actually played with Patrice Bergeron. That's how old he is. My worry That's is not, okay. <laughs> yeah. the NH. The, Bobby Bobby knows this. To go deep in the playoffs, health health is health and being lucky with injuries is probably the most important thing. Can yeah. that group being being the age they're at with all those older guys stay healthy enough to to go go the distance? Right. I, I think that as soon as they clinch the president's trophy, which is what they got to be close, right? Um, you'll start to see the minutes get managed much differently. Um, they'll keep their guys fresh, but they're they're going to manage different minutes for guys like Patrice, maybe Bergy a little bit. Um, but at the same, I don't I don't care. I think I think they're that good, so we'll get into it. And then for lock of the day, are we doing it? I'm taking the Bruins. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Suns fans. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, I can't not okay, take wait. them. Well, I, they're just yeah, yeah. Where's I'm the board, sorry. Alex? What? No, for the don't for be the sorry. Sagan, yeah, for the greatest transition <laughs> lock of the day history. I'm taking the beads. <laughs> As you will see, um, I got a gold star uh, <laughs> because I, I correctly predicted. <laughs> I predicted the game. The winner, and I predicted that uh, we would see Dylan Ferguson in goal. So I, there was, 
Gold star got added. So you get a gold star. 27, <laughs> three and three at home. <laughs> like, how do you, what do you do yeah. with that? The, their last three games, well, they've had 15 goals, four and two against. Like, oh, this isn't a trap game. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. you had to be right sooner or later. You, you, you butchered the last three picks. I think you were, <laughs> you kept taking the sends on the wrong time. I kept getting screwed by the that. refs, Yorkie. Yeah, the refs got like that. We know Wallace. We know Wallace has picked them on the channel. Let's make sure we screw Otto over here. I'm taking the Bruins too. Like, come on, they're this is going to be tough for Ottawa. Back to back games, getting into Boston, and Boston's Boston's they're going to be ready. Yeah. Ottawa's not going to sneak up on them this time. I do think it's going to be a closer. Uh, Ottawa's going to play tough. Like, why wouldn't they? Uh, they're they're still mathematically have a chance, but uh, tough to go against the Bruins. Yeah. See, and I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm as well. will take the Bruins on this, but only because, I, how do you pick against a team that's lost three games in regulation and a 33 at home? I, they just. It, but again, that's always the surprise game. We thought they'd roll into Chicago and beat Chicago, and Chicago just yeah. beat the Bruins oddly enough the other day. Yeah. But I think Boston really just has that, and they don't like having the fact that Ottawa and uh, Ottawa and Florida are the only two teams to have beaten. Boston twice this year. Uh, I don't think that that sits well with the Boston Bruins. And they're like, we're not going to yeah. let this team. And I know they beat them in the last meeting, right? You, you know what that's like. They don't want to lose another game to the Ottawa Senators. Um, no. No, no. But there's a couple interesting. So there's enhanced odds uh, going into tonight's game. One of them is Brad Marchand and Brady Kachuk to both score a goal at plus 700. Um, meaning if you spend 10 bucks, you win 70. I'm just curious if you guys would take that bet. No. Um, I I don't like those kind of prop bets because, I, I mean, especially especially I a guy, when you're betting for a guy to score on the road, I never really like those bets. But I, I, I get the intrigue on that, but I, I'm not. I'm just taking the team and the over and the other. That's all I'm ever doing. <laughs> I, I don't like betting on an yeah. individual because then you're, yeah, no, I don't like it. We were nope. uh, both, both, both were wrong yesterday. By the way, Wally, the Chikrin four shot bet and the yeah, Crosby Stutzla to both score. They did not score, yeah. so you would have lost on both of those yesterday. I agree, Bobby. Those are tough. I flip a coin. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I took it. Yeah, no. I, pl I placed a ten dollar bet you? on Marchand and Brady to score. Yeah. All right, Brady. Hey, listen, Brady played his first NHL game in boston loves the area obviously his family has huge ties to the boston area i think that i'm gonna i'm i'm okay with this i think this is gonna happen well, i we'll I see got tomorrow. no issue with taking it but i just i just don't but i got no issue with somebody saying <laughs> i like both those players to score tonight nope no problem with that uh by the way so, tim stutzla playing game 199 tonight we'll see uh wow. if he gets back on the point column he had his six game point streak end last night so if Ottawa wins the remainder of their games, they'll have 97 yeah. points. They're not. They lose tonight. Hey, listen, the season's over. It's gonna take. It's gonna take less points than people think to get into the playoffs. The interesting thing too, why this this race will remain interesting for a while. They have two games left against Florida, who I think's the team to catch now. I, I think Florida's. That, those are gonna be fun games to watch because Ottawa will have something to play for in those two games. And there's going to be, 
you know, Florida's going to have to win those games depending on what Pittsburgh does. Like this is this is going to come down later than people think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. By the way, if people haven't checked the standings, Pittsburgh out of the playoffs due to last night's loss, while Florida is in, as Yorkie will remind us all, he picked Florida to be in the playoffs. You did. I mean, that was a hell of a pick, but that they've caught that they've caught that little run he talked about. So we'll see. I, I like it's the pick. Though. I think yet, Florida. It's not, yeah. but I think they edge out Pittsburgh now. I do. Yeah. Well, I do. Uh, Pittsburgh, that's some big, Pittsburgh's like, going the wrong way, like, man. They've been going the wrong way for a minute yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and they're they're battling some injuries definitely on their blue line right now, too, which isn't helping them. I think they're down four of yeah. their top six or something to that effect. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, all yeah. right. Time for story time. Uh, story time. Where uh, I don't... It's uh, we're going to ask about Clark MacArthur, but I also have a question in the chat uh, for you, Bobby, um, from Senator. I, I, I'm going to wait for Alex to play the tr- the animation so I get my three cents. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I'm not going to lie. I love that is it. my favorite thing in the yeah. show. I love it. I hope it, uh, I, I hyped it up a little bit, but yeah. uh, oh, sorry, the question. My apologies. No, no, that's okay. Um, Senator said, "Favorite Kevin Smith movie, uh, Bobby? Uh, who's Kevin Smith?" <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Um, I figured that Senator right, knew. Let, I don't. Let me you see who Kevin that. Smith is. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith oh, movies. Is... Um, I've never seen any. Well, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jersey. <laughs> Jay and, okay. Oh, Mallrats is a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That, yeah. I haven't seen any of those movies okay. in 20 years, though. Those, those are old. Um, <laughs> I w- yeah. There I we go. I have to go down the rabbit hole I, and just watch a few of those, but. <laughs> Always here for question time. Always here for question time. <laughs> I just don't have the yeah, answers. Yeah, no, we like to <laughs> um, like to give back so, to the fans. Uh, okay, I'll tell. I I hyped it up, but it was one of the best one-liners, or not even a one-liner. It was just one of the best comments I've I've had in hockey. We were we were on that. What did you guys used to call it when you went to Anaheim, L.A., and then flew up to San Jose? The, it was like the Valley of Death or the Death Valley. It had a nickname for one Death we, Valley Eastern Conference team. Death yeah. Valley. We were, and this was back when San Jose had Thornton, Pavelski, uh, Marlowe was still playing, like all, you know, the, the big dogs. And, and I had played in Anaheim for a long time, so I knew how hard San Jose came out in the first five minutes of every single game. And especially the first two or three shifts, if you could, if you could weather the first five minutes and not be down one or two nothing, you were in the game. Um, yeah. But it was very, very cut. And like, even in Anaheim, we struggled with it. We would start a different line every time trying to find a way to like, just get pucks deep and get away. But they, they just came out and they rolled. And then, um, you know, your second line was good too. So everything they did and Burns was on the back end, just firing pucks from everywhere. It, it was always a clusterfuck, um, part of my language. But anyway, I had said this and a lot of guys hadn't really experienced this, that when we went out there, I said, boys, just you got to be ready to batten down the hatches. And Clark is looking at me like, you shut up. You know, I'm like, it's the first five minutes guys are the hardest five minutes of hockey that you're going to play in this in entire season. And everybody's like, we say this every game, come out hard, blah, blah, blah. And Clark is looking at me and Terry's looking at me. So we go out for the first shift and I, I was playing with Spez at this point. 
Uh, so Spez and I get out of the first shift and Spez and I, I remember getting back to the penalty or the bench. He's like, man, he's like, we got him there. And I said, I told you guys, like nobody listened. We're watching the second shift and Clarky is covering Brent Burns on the point and Burns is moving all over the place. And Clarky's just kind of mirroring them. They're in the, you know, 30 seconds turns into a minute, a minute turns into a minute and a half. And I'm just watching. I mean, it was a shooting gallery. They had changed twice, kind of like the shift last night. They had changed. Pavelski came back on. And, you know, I think it was about a minute and 45, two minutes. And Grizz um, was going out to the point. And he was going out to the point, straight-legged, bent right over, you know, just kind of trying that poke check. And Burns did the toe-drag shot right around them. Pavelski tips it. They score. And, <laughs> and I'm... I'm sitting there trying not to laugh on the bench. I know we're down one nothing, but I'm watching Grizz skate back to the bench. His eyes are just wide as saucers, right? <laughs> he comes and sits down next to me, and I didn't say anything. He looks at me and goes, fucking finally, that shift's over. <laughs> he had no care in the world that he got scored on, <laughs> that it was his guy, nothing. He just looked at me and goes, that fucking shift is finally over. <laughs> it was, and like, you're losing one nothing. Paul, I was, uh, Paul McLean was all pissed off on the bench. He's like, get the fucking puck out. He's yelling at it. And Clarky's looked back and goes, I don't care. Fucking shift is finally over <laughs> it, was, it was so good and so nondescript and i know it's i'll never forget his face when he looked at me and said it though um it's one of those images that you know i'm gonna be i'm gonna be 45 years old and i'm gonna see grizz somewhere and go you remember that shift in san jose that you just couldn't wait to get scored on <laughs> oh man I what, love a, that fuck, name, what a great guy <laughs> the grizz a good handle yeah. yeah. Clark, yeah, Clark Griswold. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck finally. That's it. Fuck finally. What a great. <laughs> uh, we, there's so many good stories about him. We, I'm going to have to start writing some of these down for the book and pull them out for story time. But he was one of the most entertaining guys I've ever seen. He couldn't care less that he got yeah. a minus one on the first shift of the night. Just glad it was over. <laughs> so that's good. great. I'm, uh, Interesting. I'll have to try and see if I can look that goal up at some point. Um, Yorkie, do you, do you have anything prepared for story time? Well, what, what kind of story do you want? I can't remember shift lengths. That's been too long. Um, <laughs> nothing really. Do, as do you far ever, as can you remember being or... pinned? Like, and somebody not never, getting I, out? Never, do you guys yell at the other never, player? Only after the game sometimes, Wally, I can remember being pinned. <laughs> <laughs> after a big win it's different story time <laughs> yeah, I can remember I'll tell you one time we were we were in it's all these Anaheim stories we had a, we weren't great and we had an unbelievable card game on the plane it was it was Paul Crea Steve Ruchin Mike LeClaire myself Dan Balsma and Steve Shields, that was our card game. And we played, we were just started getting into Texas Hold'em and we were getting shelled one game. I forget who we were playing. Got to the bench and one of the guys, five minutes left in the game, he's like, can't wait to get on the plane and play cards. And the game was not even <laughs> over yet. We're already talking about the card game. It was to the point where we were already thinking about Texas Hold'em and Steve Shields, we were just learning and he had this almanac on the of how to play texas hold'em and every time somebody would make a bonehead play on the on the on the plane where he didn't play the right card he'd, god that's not the friggin' play and he'd yell at guys we got addicted for a while we we would play every game on the plane we started playing at guys houses we started playing at the rink it was back when texas hold'em like 
it was like the league kind of switched from poker to Texas Hold'em. But man, we yeah. had some, uh, you know, it was to the point where we we're talking about it on the bench. That's when you know you've gone too far. I've been there. I've heard a few of those. Yeah. Right? I've heard a few oh, of those comments. Has the, uh, has there ever been a time where the team, I'll say captain, and I mean the players, not necessarily coaches or whatever, has shut down saying you guys are not playing well enough so there's, you can't play any more cards or whatever it is? Oh, yeah. Is, is there anything that happens? Oh, yeah. 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 They come back and who makes when they, that call? when coaches can't, well, coaches usually, but when the coaches can't micromanage the day to day locker room stuff, they're like, it's got to be something else. So they're like, we'll take the wine off the plane. We'll take the cards off the plane. And then you just got to, maybe if everybody just sits there real stoic for the two hour flight, we'll win. It's like, fuck. <laughs> All right. We're, we're on the plane. Like, there's nothing that, you know, do you want us to just like sit here and stew in the fact that we're in a four game losing streak? It doesn't work like that. So, um, and then everybody Back. just starts downloading movies and TV shows. So you're going to turn your mind off somehow, right? Whether it's cards or that. Yep. Listen, back back when Who's I played junior, back when I played junior, Wally, this was nuts. We lost a game against Sault Ste. Marie, and it was a, whatever, a nine-hour bus ride. The coach at the time, Bill LaForge, after losses, he put the game film on, on the bus. You had to watch the game. There was no talking allowed the entire bus ride. And you had to look forward. Remember, guys would be behind to look, don't look back, don't look back. You know, I love to look back. And you basically had to stand there, look and watch the game. And there was had to be silence. Like it was crazy. Uh, like we're like just. Yeah. Uh, and that was a good. Did bus it work? Ride. Well, guys were scared to death. Like if, if something happened, and if yeah. guys were talk or something, the next day at practice, he'd just but destroy you. Oh, I'm just yeah. curious. Yeah. If the next game, you got shelled like seven one. No, we usually didn't. Everybody's backs because... tightened right up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> too tired standing. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, if we did, if we did lose though on this junior team, and we had a rule on my junior team, you had to get fifty hits every game, Bobby. And if you lost, and we didn't get fifty hits as a team, LaForge would take the net, push it back, so there was just a little bit of room between the goal line or the boards and the net, and he'd line the players up at the blue line. And on the whistle, two guys would go, and they'd have to meet behind the net and have a collision. He goes, if you're not going to hit in the game, you're going to hit in practice. And they was tweet the whistle, full-on collision behind the net. Guys are, like, dropping. And if you didn't do it hard enough, you had to go again. Like, it was complete. Oh. Like, it was, it was savagery. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> so, not – yeah, stupid times. What a joke. Uh, last question we'll for to... story time I have. Okay. Go ahead, Bobby. No, I was going to say, we're going to have to do a show on stories from juniors too, because my goodness, <laughs> like oh. the stories you could tell about small towns in Owen Sound and wherever you play. I mean, yeah, incredible. Yeah. We yeah. will have to yeah, do a, a, a show just on junior hockey. We have junior hockey, mental gymnastics. I've got some. Okay. Um, finally, last question I have, because you brought the plane. Who was your favorite seatmate that you play had during your careers? Um, Yours is going to be Zach Smith. Yeah, I never really sat. I I sat across from Smitty at the uh, at the plane at the card table on the plane. Um, but as much as I love Zach Smith, he's an absolute disaster. Like, have you ever seen a stall in front of the media? Like, so me being you know a little OCD. 
um, he would not have been. I actually really like sitting next to Colin White on the plane because um, he sat next to me on the plane uh, that way. And then really enjoyed – I sat with Saku Koivu in Anaheim for a, a, about a year and a half and really, really got along with him. Uh, and he was the same as me. We would just kind of get on the plane, yeah, chat a little bit, and then, you know – do our own thing with the iPads or whatever it might be. But I, I love sitting next to him. Cause it, for me, I was a young guy at that point. Still, I was still like 25, maybe, you know, give or take. And I got to pick his brain on a lot of stuff. So he was knowledgeable, but Whitey is always interesting. As you guys know, Colin White's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> My best times on the, uh, are you talking sitting guys in at the rink wall or on the plane? No plane. Oh, plane. Well, I was on this Nashville team and this was later on in my career. And when you get older, you're way more relaxed. You have way more fun. I think I was, uh, I don't know, 32 at the time. And we had a great card game. It was actually Leggy was on that team. David Leguan sat beside me and he's a terrible card player, but he thinks he's good. So he would yeah. just abuse yep. him. And he was a young guy back then and he was so cocky. And we had a young yep. Jordan Tutu. <laughs> And Jordan Tutu played cards the way he plays hockey, just aggressive. Like his nickname was Betting Toots. You knew, you knew if he was betting, he had nothing. So he just Toots would be cleaned out within the first hour because you knew exactly Every what he time. was doing. And then we had uh, one of my best buddies. He wouldn't a little before your time. A guy by the Swedish guy Andreas Johansson. We would just sit there and just make fun of Tutu and Leggy, and the, the whole play grind was just a complete gong show. So much fun. So I'd go with Johansson just um, because uh, right. of the jokes. Um, you, now, in your career, Yorkie, would you have started flying commercial? So <laughs> this is kind of funny. I was telling my buddy this. I got the. I was out for beers yesterday, and uh, we, somebody asked me that exact question. In my first year in Ottawa, we would fly commercial on the small little Toronto flights, and I remember. Mm. With like clockwork, Bobby, people would always ask for an autograph. So the only thing you could find on a plane, the sign would be a barf bag. So every flight, you'd see the barf bag coming around. <laughs> Guys are signing the barf bag. And uh, I, I, have you ever met Radic Bonk, Bobby? I haven't, no. Okay. He's like, so Bonky did not really like the media. Didn't really like talking <laughs> to people. Didn't really like talk. Didn't really like talking to people. And picture a guy like that. Great guy, by the way. But on a commercial flight, and I think they always gave him the middle seat on purpose. So he'd be in the middle seat, and he'd have two people beside him who always wanted to talk to him. <laughs> like, and there'd be two random people just flying to Toronto, and he'd be sitting there looking straight ahead. Not even want to look over because he knew if he'd look over, he'd have to have a conversation. <laughs> oh, and then man. the barf bag would come by and Bonky would sign the barf bag, pass it over without making eye contact with anybody. But yeah, the commercial <laughs> flights, it was the great thing about you'd like this, Bobby. The great thing about flying commercial, if you took it out west, is you, you got to stay overnight all the time. So you got to stay over after the game. And if yeah. you're in a good city... If, and if you're in a good city, yep. it, it was a lot of fun. But that was about the only fun thing of, of flying commercial. I did it for one year. Um, okay. Here in Ottawa. Barf bag story. All right. Barf. See, things you just never know that are going to come up in the show. Uh, with that, I will start preparing for Thursday's story time uh, and mental gymnastics. Oh, and we got to do the thing about the $5 million players. 
So uh, that's all coming up on Thursday show. So we got some work to do, gentlemen. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, that's coming in hot. Brought to you as always by Botano.ca. See you, fellas. Take care. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.